just picturing in my mind the heart of God towards us and how God is so poised to bless us. You know, because he is in the realm of the spirit, not many will perceive him. But he manifests from that realm. And the Lord said to Moses, it wasn't Moses who prayed and said, God bless us. It was God himself who said to Moses, say to Aaron, Aaron is the priest, right? And his sons, thus shall bless the sons of Israel. God is poised to bless someone. His hand is every time stretched forth. You must learn to perceive that hand by faith. You must learn to see the hand of the Father stretch out towards your life. Don't allow that faith picture to be taken away from you or be stolen from you. By this, he has revealed to to all that he is ready to bless. Is a God that blesses. And it's good that we understand what it means to be blessed. It's not just to be, you know, to receive some prayers from a higher being called God. When God blesses, he imparts. What does he impart? He imparts his grace into you. It's like energizing you. Not with the energy that comes from food and material things but the energy that comes from his person as God. Supernatural energy being given to men, ministered unto men. Because as your God, he knows that engaging your human faculty is too limited to face the realities of life. He knows that your human flesh avails nothing. He knows that your makeup as humans are too limited. Okay? So he adds something that you need and require to have a successful pregame journey, and that is to impact you with a higher energy that comes from him. So he energizes you with the supernatural. You need the supernatural in your life. And so you must always position yourself to receive the supernatural help from God. And God does that through the blessing he, conf- you know, he conveys on you. You see the priest before you go, he will always say, Almighty God bless you and keep you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Very powerful prayer. But because we get used to some of these things, it doesn't make much sense in our minds. And as long as our minds are held down in darkness, we cannot really assess the verities of what this world brings to us. And how did God command Aaron to bless? He said, thus shall you say to the sons of Israel, say to them, it is the blessings conferred through the word that is being communicated. Say to them. Say to them. So your receptacle to receiving his blessing is your what? Your ear, through your heart. What you hear is what confers the blessings upon you. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord energize you and protect you. That word there, keep, means to build a hedge. It means pana. 
May the Lord bless you and partner you. Meaning, may he build a hedge around you. You need a hedge of God. You may have 20 policemen around you. That does not determine that you will have safety. Your life is still very vulnerable. Police may protect you from the harassment of human beings who are wicked. But they won't protect you from a, just a single bite from a mosquito that will shut down your organs. You need a hedge of God. He said, energize them and do the hedge around them. When you say such things and they hear it and they receive it by faith, by their conception, something supernatural comes upon you that assures that you have the divine energy to always exercise. Don't depend on your human strength. Your human strength will fail you. Your human wisdom will fail you. Your human intelligence will mess you up. You need divine support. A humble man is a man who daily recognizes that in as much as God has endowed me with so much intelligence, so much bodily abilities and, and gifts, I still need the divine energization that comes from God. I still need the heat of God over my life. And so as the hand of God is stretched, towards us as we begin this year. Somebody is being blessed. Amen. Somebody is being energized supernaturally. Amen. God has released a huge of protection for somebody that needs it this year and beyond measure in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you are that person, say a big amen. amen. He said, and the Lord makes his face shine upon you. That means God is interested in looking at you. And when God looks at you, do you know what it means? Hello. In those days, you know, I used my, my upbringing so much. God used that to communicate a lot to me. When my father begins to look at you continually, <laughs> you know that a lot is going on. There's assessment going on. There's evaluation Maybe you have done something good and he's happy and he's admiring you, but he won't say it. Or you have done something bad and he's thinking of how to deal with you so that he can come back to, to, you know, to, to the right path. But when each time he's looking at me, I know the one that is for punishment and I know the one that is for good. All right? Good. This one now, I think the preceding words can give, make us understand the kind of look here now. It's not a, a look of horror, right? It's not a look for punishment. It's a look of what? Admiration, okay? The Bible says the Lord takes pleasure in his people. And make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. There's a look that impacts upon you the graciousness of God. I remember many years as a seminarian, we do go to visit a, well, a place called Upper Room in Enugu. The Upper Room is a place, uh, one place from Mbise, you know, who works in Enugu Diocese, discovered for himself because he had this strange hunger for prayer and separation for God. And he just went into the bush, into the bush, a strange land where people don't assess, and made it a prayer ground. I started going there to pray, and over time, people started coming there, and it developed and developed. It's a very big village now. Okay, they call it Upper Room. 
So those in Enugu exist. They know the place very, very well. So Asimnes used to go there. And this priest, there's this picture of Jesus he has in one of the chapels. Very mighty picture of Jesus. With a very strange look. Very strange look. That picture is still my mind today. Each time I remember that picture, it puts me back to basis. Because that look was not a good look. And they wrote on it boldly, I will hold you responsible for lost souls. So as a young boy, coming up with information in the seminary, that picture I saw was like God speaking to me as a person. I will hold you responsible for souls that get lost. So anytime I get lax in my journey as a priest, that picture flashes back. You see, the look of God can help you improve your life. The look of God can also impass you with graciousness. You see, Mary said, he looks down on the loneliness of his handmaid. That look was not a bad look. was not a look of judgment. It was a look of what? Blessing. It's from that look that Mary says, henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. The Lord makes his face shine upon you. And so when he looks at you, it's a, it's a look of honor. God honors you. And if God honors you, no man can dishonor you. These are spiritual realities. If God considers you, nobody can count you out. If the Lord positions you, no one can displace you. This is the content of our faith. And so the face of God is poised to look on someone. And he wants to be gracious to somebody. And if you that one, may amen be the loudest. So this year, be conscious that God has looked at you. God has looked at me. And because he has looked at me, it means his graciousness will follow me. People like David will say, Oh, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What gave him that type of audacity? What is sponsoring that type of mentality? He is not asking that I know I prayed and I know that, you know, God will always be there for me. He says, surely, surely, that is a statement of faith. That's a man that has faith. Even though he was a king, he had everything at his back and call. The Bible said David made God to be like Sam in Israel. He wasn't poor. But still, the place of God was not questionable in his life. Say, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. What gave him that type of surety? It's because this is the man, the Bible says, he's after the heart of God. And the face of God has shone upon him. As God's face shines upon you, and as he's gracious to you, may faith be imparted. Amen. May courage be imparted. Amen. May strength be imparted. Amen. May peace and joy be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Such that you can now say also, surely, as we begin this year, and traverse the months ahead, you say, surely, his goodness, his mercy, his favor, his good strength, shall follow me all the days of my life. 
You see, when you have faith, your language of communication in prayer closet gets some level of strength. You speak with such an audacity because you know God himself is committed to the words which he communicates to us. A huge dimension of our Christian faith has to do with the words that we say. The Bible says from the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. That which has become abundant in your heart is what you voice out. And once it is voiced out, it must be carried out. Jesus said, by your words shall you be justified. By your words shall you be condemned. So, it is a type of words that comes out from the bowel of your heart that will determine the direction you go. Even Jesus himself said, the words are spoken to you. They are spirits. They are life. Let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifts up his countenance upon you and gives you peace. Countenance here is not just ordinary face here. It's like the overshadowing, you know, the overshadowing of his majesty. It's like coming to use his robe to come and wrap you up. That's what he's trying to communicate here. He said, may the Lord lift his countenance, lift his garment, and do what? Upon you, and give you peace. Can you see the tender, you know, character of God here? As the good shepherd who never leaves his flock untended. Oh, so this year, I know the Lord has blessed me. He has energized me. The Lord has put a huge around my life. He has kept me. The Lord's face shines upon me. And now, graciousness is my portion. Shout a big amen. amen. The Lord has wrapped me with his countenance, with his robe. And then he has commanded peace in my life. No matter what is happening in the world, let the world go to blazes. I won't lose my peace. That's why he gave me the peace. He said, my peace, I give unto you. We're going to say it again at Mass. My peace I give unto you. Take hold of that peace and tell yourself, I vow this year, nothing will depress me. No report will depress me. No condition of this country will make me go crazy. Amen. My situations will not weigh me down. Amen. You see, as you are saying it, you don't know. You are speaking spirits. You are activating different portals in the spirit that goes to influence the affairs of life. That's the faith life. For God to bless his people, what did he do? Did he come down from heaven? No. Did he send angels? No. What did he do? He said, say to them. There is power in the saying. And if God communicates his blessings and virtues by saying, yourself too, you go to learn to be like your father. Your mouth was not created, I used to say, it's not for Coca-Cola and me pile. It's meant to channel the course of your life spiritually. That's why the Bible says, he who speaks wise shall be wise. You have to learn to speak the words of your father out of the abundance of your heart. And say, this year, if God has blessed me, nothing will resist me. If God has honored me, I walk in graciousness. No matter the circumstance, because the devil will come to contend this blessing. So, are you aware? 
He will rage temptations. He will bring all kinds of queer attitudes around your life. He will stir up people to rise against you. All to make sure that you begin to develop negative energies in your belly. And then he can start manipulating and manipulate these blessings that God has furnished you with. That should garnish your life in the journey of 2022. That's why you have to learn to watch and to always pray. So resist the devil that comes around you. Be it in human form. Be it in your mind. Be it by situations and circumstances. Resist them and don't allow them to steal this blessing that God has conferred upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Develop a rugged attitude that hosts God and faith in your heart. Anything that hits you should be shattered. And anything you hit should be shattered. Because the Lord is your strength. I love David so much. Look at what he said in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? I'm sure there were things knocking at the door of his heart and his life, trying to contend with him. There were challenges around him. But he didn't say, oh, oh my God. God, let your will be done. God, I don't know. Look at all these things. Anyway, God, what will be, will be. No, 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 no. He rose in his prayer closet. He didn't talk to God. But spoke what was abundant in his heart. The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strong God of my life. Before whom will I shrink from? No, I won't shrink. The pressure was much, but he did not shrink. He said, when they come against me to devour my flesh and to drink my blood. So it means his life was actually in danger. Things were rough. He said, when they come against me to devour my flesh, and to drink my blood. It is they who stumbled and fell. He wrote their history even before they acted their evil towards him. That's the language of a man who has faith. That's the language of a man who understands the wisdom of God. That's the language of a man who understands that the supernatural has power over the physical that we see every day. And we must learn this. We must learn this. As God is poised beyond measure to deal with us graciously this year. We begin the year with this blessing. We are living here to go back to our homes, to go and dominate our homes with this blessing. Let no one take away your peace. You're not hearing me at all. I said, let no man, let no woman take away your peace. No matter how they come with their distractions. Refuse to open your mouth and be shouting. No. Enough of that. You've shouted enough. You've quoted enough. You've bear grudges enough. Has he paid you? Has he paid you? No. All the gra gra, where is it now? You are wasting your energy and getting dissipated more and more. Getting your emotions and your mental life disgruntled. No. Keep your peace. Say, I will keep my peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. I will keep my peace. I will be joyful always. In the pit, in the palace, I will be joyful always. Say it. In the pit, in the palace, I will be joyful always. These are things that you should be speaking with faith in your heart. As you say them, God confirms them. 
Jesus said, offenses must surely come. So go home. Go and tie your wrapper and wait for the offenses that are going to come. The devil will stir so many offenses around your life. He will batter your body with sickness. He will come attack your finances. Push you to invest wrongly. Get committed to things that will drain your money. He will attack you. He will raise men around you that will start you know, resisting you and causing you trouble. Offenses must surely come. Don't say why all these troubles. The Lord has told you. But how do you deal with offenses? Keep your peace. Keep your peace. Not by power. Not by might. But by the spirit of the living God. Paul now says in the second reading, Brethren, when the time has fully come, God sent for his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. Amen. Has he accomplished this? Has he accomplished this? Yes. Let me read it again because somebody catch it. It says, when it, a time had fully come, God sent forth his... Can I hear you? Born. Good. Born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. And I'm asking a question. Has Jesus accomplished this? Yes. Right? He has accomplished this. Then he did something again after that. He says, so that we might receive adoption as sons. So the end product of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus is that we have been adopted as God's own children. We are now members of the household of God. Shout a big hallelujah for that. Hallelujah. And then after that, God, this song is so much that we must recognize. It says, God has sent the spirit of his son. The same spirit that Jesus had. That spirit that entered him on the day he was baptized. God has sent the spirit of his son into where? Into our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Each time I read this like this, I get excited. I know where I'm coming from. I know where I'm heading to. My conviction gets richer. I'm, I get more fully persuaded in the things of God. He has sent his spirit into our hearts. He has sent his spirit into our hearts. Amen? Amen. That spirit is in your heart now. As we traverse the course of this year. Dear child of God. Are we here? Dear child of God. Give room to that spirit to help your life. Give that spirit some attention. There's too much distraction. There's too much, you know, involvement into mundane things. Give a little room to that spirit. Jesus said, he said, without me, you can do nothing. Many don't recognize that, that yet. And that's why you see things, their lives have been brutalized. They live their life like as if they are ghosts. They are not in their real life. They are not with God. They are not with men. They struggle to just find peace in their heart. They can't get it. If we didn't need a spirit... After Jesus died, why is the Father sending the Spirit of His Son into our hearts? It's because you need it. I see somebody this year giving the Spirit room again beyond measure in his heart, and you see more the blessings of the Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, and that Spirit inside cries, What? Abba Father. He cries out. That's the spirit of prayer. 
each time there's this urge to pray. Go and pray. Shut down things around it. Means the priest is telling you you need energy now from God. Just go and humble yourself, and God will do something that 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 will shock you. What you struggle to get in one moment, He can give it to you in one minute by just kneeling down and humbling yourself. That's the skill secrets I found. When pressure is too much on me about a, a thing, and I try to go in the human way, and I notice that, you know, this is I just go and kneel down somewhere, and when I recognize his majesty, I just feel the breeze from his nostrils upon, upon my head. From that place, I notice I settled. Even those who don't want to look at me, they start looking at me again. That's the supernatural. That's the Christ, Abba, Father, is the spirit of prayer. That spirit puts hunger for God in your heart. That spirit draws you to God. That spirit furnishes you with things unseen that equips you in the journey of life. You pass through the shadows of darkness. Something mysterious keeps you preserved. Not because you are praying. It is this spirit. That's why God sent that spirit to you. That spirit that can help your body that is mutilating. You have used your body so much that your body is dying. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 11, if the spirit of the one that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you, you say, that same spirit. Can you repeat that? Say, that same spirit. Let me hear you. Say, that same spirit will vitalize your mortal body. It will give strength to your mortal body. This year, we shall walk in this spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Give it time. That spirit will pull you always to come and receive the Holy Communion. That spirit will pull you to come to church. That spirit is a Holy Spirit. Many years ago, I was a little bit stubborn when God was dealing with me. I had a lot of things in my head, aspirations and desires and dreams. Even I was, as I was starting my journey in the seminary, I was still you know, attached to those dreams. I said, I must go back to my dreams. And the spirit was contenting with me. You cannot continue that direction. You must be vested for another thing now. And you see the struggle. I said, but I, I can't have that peace and be doing this. He said, no. Give that up. And then the words of Jesus, when he says, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself. Take your cross and follow me became a reality to me. There are things that I cherish so much that I need to deny. To follow him in the path he was training me and taking me. That spirit will struggle with you sometimes and say, hey, this you want to do. Don't do it. He said, no. I want to do it. He said, don't do it. He knows better. He knows better. Listen to the spirit in 2022. Then the mistakes of the past will not repeat itself again. In the name of Jesus Christ. He speaks your conscience. He's a gentle spirit. You stand up in the morning. You get prepared. Ah, this is my friend. Let me go and visit him. Or her. That thing just nod your heart and say, is there any reason? Don't go. Don't go. Now you say, ah, no, what do you say? I know what to do. Oh, you see yourself. Then you go there. Out of excitement, things you are not supposed to say. You will say all of them in the name of Justin. And after Justin, he gathers your data. You don't know that this person has some evil jealousy inside his heart against you. 
from that day, your trouble begins. Before you realize it, he has crippled you already. Even as you are coming back from that place, your heart is telling you, if I have known self, this is why I say I couldn't even say I'm self. Your mind will even tell you. You have void out an information that shouldn't have been said. And that information becomes an instrument, a raw material, to start working against you. By your words shall you be judged. This year, this spirit will lead a lot of people because darkness is increasing. Even your finances, you want to go and invest somewhere, you say, hey, don't invest. He say, no. Ah, there are ways that seem right unto a man. But the end is what? Death. Listen to the spirit, even when it is very rational. On the physical level, everything is well organized. It appears what? Palpable and good. Hey, consult the spirit God has put in your heart. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. If you have not heard from the spirit, don't move. We are led by the spirit. Are you understand what I'm saying? We are led by the spirit. Hey, some people here may go to get married this year. Ah, I've seen a fine woman. Oh, I love this girl. I've assessed her. She has all the qualities I want. Thank you, my brother. That's a good one there. Put that down. Go and ask the spirit. How far? Please, can you assess the side and office? Show me who is this girl truly in the spirit. And the spirit will come back and tell you, hey, yes, your information is correct. But get ready to be fighting every day. She has a fighting spirit, but it's not showing now. Every morning she stands up with quarrel, and if you mess up, bottle is landing on your head. But you're not seeing it now. It's still developing. Only the spirit can reveal that to you. Ah, I found my husband. Thank you very much. Go and pray and ask the spirit. He loves you now. He flows around you with gifts. Gives you plenty of money. But in the next five years, you'll be a punching bag in his house. The next five years, he will bring other women and mess you up big time. You're not seeing it now. You will see him now he's a holy man. But in the next five years, when God lifts him up, as we know, men, you know, many kick God in their prosperity. You will see his true nature. Only by the Spirit. That's why God put that Spirit in our heart that cries. This year, you will hear the cry of the Spirit in your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When he cries blessing, you know blessing is coming. When he cries danger, you take caution. May our ears be open to the cry of the Spirit in our heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Ah, your health has issues. You go to the hospital, they tell you, oh, is this, is that, is that, and they give you all kinds of drugs. When you come back, the Spirit will tell you, you see, you've been taking seven bottles. Can you now reduce it to one or half bottle? She said, no. How can? No. My appetite only goes for, from four and above. That thing will just speak in your heart. And you keep quiet. Oh, you are eating too much. That thing comes. I remember before clock 40, the Spirit basically told me, cut down your carbohydrate. Me, personally. I refused. The first one year after 40, I was doubled this size. It was so big, and I noticed that my body was failing. Nobody told me. That word came back again, and I started learning to manage my body. Do you know what the Spirit told me? He said from year 1 to 40, your body takes care of you. But from 40 to 80, you take care of your body. 
listen to that cry. You prepare to, to travel. Ah, I'm traveling. Pray about it. Listen to the cry. Listen to that cry. He will tell you, don't travel today. Hey, but the thing is important. I must go today. No! Listen to the cry. He will guide you. Jesus said, I will send you another helper. I will send you another advocate. I will send you another teacher. I will send you another paraclete. It is this spirit that God has put in our heart. And so today, we open our hearts to that spirit. As we begin the year that is already counting, may the spirit of God lead us. May our ears be open to the cry of that spirit. As he speaks to us, may we have that you know, mental, you know, energy to listen to him and obey him. Amen. He can't lead us into darkness. He cannot lead us into error. He cannot lead us into danger. He is there for our own good. May the Spirit lead us this year perfectly to every aspect of our lives where we shall be fruitful to, to ourselves and to God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We pray that this same Spirit will lead our children. All our children. Our youths. Their hearts will be open to this spirit that God has put in our hearts. Amen. That they will listen to the voice of the spirit. Amen. Amidst the other voices leading them astray. The voice of drugs. The voice of very devilish contents on the internet. The voice of hooliganism. The voice of corruption. The voice of laziness and rebellion. The voice of darkness. May the voice of the Holy Spirit in us, that Christ, subsume every other voice in the heart of our children, that they will become godly children in the name of Jesus Christ. As an individual, as a Christian community, we pray that this voice will lead us through in every sphere of our lives, in our families, in our career, in our going, in our coming, in our relationship, in our commitments in different areas of life, may the voice of God direct us. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. And they hear my voice. And I give them eternal life. And no one can take them away from me. The Father who has given them to me is greater than all. I and the Father, we are one. And no one can snatch them out of our hands. What an audacious word. What an audacious word. This word strengthens me. This word encourages me. 2022, the voice of God will be heard loud and clear in our lives. Any situation you find yourself and you don't know what to do, cry to God. His voice will come mightily upon you. Finally, just a little word of advice. I will not ask you to go and write out all the New Year resolutions. This year, I will not do this. This year, I will not do that. Uh-uh. Leave that. It's not by your decision. It's by the Spirit. I know many times we make New Year resolutions and before the first one week, two weeks, we have forgotten them. And we go back to Life as usual. The first question I want to ask you for this year is, what is your dream for this year? 
What is your dream? What is going to be your passion for this year? Write it down before the end of this day. Make sure you articulate it. Make sure you have meditated on it. Discover the passion you are going to invest your time and energy into. What is going to be your passion for this year? Okay. Number two. Identify your biggest mistake of 2021. Where did you make the biggest mistake? In 2021. Is it your family affair? Is it your finances? Write what I'm telling you down. We're not joking here. And make sure you do something about it before the end of the day. The only three of them. Where did I make my biggest mistake? Is it my relationship? Is it my finances? Did I just waste money for nothing's sake? Is it my career? Identify your biggest mistake. And when you identify it, don't go crying about it. Don't go regretting about it. What lesson has it taught you? Because in the midst of every negativity is a lesson that is being communicated. Then finally, go for good things. The third advice for 2022, go for good things. Good things are not cheap. And cheap things are not good. Go for good things. These spiritual things that are good, Go for them. Material things that are good, go for them. Remember, good things are not cheap. Humility becomes cheap, it's not good. It must cost you. Good life is not cheap. Good faith is not cheap. So what I normally do is that I will type this type of thing in A4, about four or five. One will be near my mirror, here, there, there. For the first quarter of the year, that becomes my consciousness. And I ruminate over it. Your mistakes of 2021, what lesson did you learn from it? And how will you adapt it this year? Go for good things. No matter how small they are, as long as they are good, they'll be expensive. Go for them. Pursue them. 
Good things are not cheap. And cheap things are not good. Happy New Year once more. May God bless us. What's my heart? Through Christ, our Lord. Amen.